everyone, and welcome to the Bavarian Podcast Works post-game show. Today we will be reviewing Bayern Munich's 3-1 win over Borussia Dortmund in the DFL Super Cup. This happens to be Julian Nagelsmann's first ever trophy as a coach, and it's also his first win as a Bayern coach, which is a good time for it to happen because we were really getting nervous about this. Anyway, so let's talk about the game, and the game started off with the lineups being revealed and you had Dortmund missing quite a few important players including Hummels and Rafael Guerrero so you could expect them to be very shaky in defense meanwhile Bayern started off with Joseph Stanisic at right back and it's looking like he's becoming our go-to right back option at the moment with Pavard injured then we had Alfonso Davies at left back Nicolas Sula and Dayat Ibamecano in centre-back, Neuer at goalkeeper and with the captain's armband as usual, with Kimmich and Goretzka in midfield, Thomas Muller and Robert Lewandowski up top, with Kingsley Coman coming in for Leroy Sané and Serge Gnabry as well on the wings. It was a pretty decent start by Bayern, even though Dortmund came out with an aggressive press. We expected this from Marco Rosa because it was something that you would do against Bayern just to keep them on their toes and keep the centre-backs from pushing up high and pressing um, and narrowing the pitch and making Bayern's game that much more expensive. Even so, I think Bayern dealt with it very well and it was a good show of the pressing resistance of our midfield and defence that we managed to weather the storm from Dortmund and managed to get a few attacks of our own in. The game wasn't all that um how should i say it It wasn't all that entertaining at the beginning even though it was a bit tense but um as it went on things started to ramp up very quickly and i would say that eventually we did manage to get the breakthrough after a few gifts from dortmund that we failed to convert Serge Gnabry finally got a good ball from leon goretzka which he managed to take a turn with his back to goal and sent in a great cross to robert Lewandowski, who headed it in past Gregor Kobel, and that was 1-0, and it came right before halftime, I think five minutes before halftime, which was a great moment to score because it really demoralized Dortmund, who really looked like they were enjoying playing in their home stadium in front of their fans. Going into halftime, I think Bayern would have been very happy with how they conducted the half because it was a very solid half. Haaland was kept quiet, and I have something interesting to say about that later, so stay tuned. But in the second half, it was kind of a disaster for Dortmund very quickly. Because you had Alfonso Davies suddenly go past Felix Paslak and make a beautiful run down the left-hand side. He did a low cutback cross into Robert Lewandowski, who backheeled it into the path of Thomas Muller. And it was an easy finish for Muller for the second goal. And that second goal proved to be very, very decisive as just moments later, I think, Dortmund managed to get one back by Marco Royce, who had an absolutely outrageously good shot into Manuel Neuer's top corner. I don't think there's anything Neuer or any of the defenders could have done to save that. It was just a great, great shot, beautifully taken outside of the box. Anyway, it was a good game up till that point, but then Dortmund really started to step on it. You could see Haaland trying to rile up the crowd, and it was a very, very electric atmosphere. Dortmund tried to really come for Bayern, and it was looking like we would have to weather the storm once again. But then Julian Nagelsmann decided to sub off Thomas Muller, and bring on Jamal Musiala and Corentin Tolisso as well. Tolisso immediately won the ball back after coming on, and he and it was kind of a loose pass from Manuel Akanji in the first place. He won the ball back from that and passed it to Robert Lewandowski, who just made an easy, 
easy shot into Gregor Kobold's net. And that was really what killed the game, I think. Because at that point, Dortmund really hadn't created that many chances all night. They were really struggling to feed Haaland with quality chances. And when Haaland did get the ball, he was faced with those two huge defenders in Upamecano and Nikola Sula. And I think those are two only centre-backs who could really bother him physically. Even so, he was doing quite well, I would say, given the circumstances. But he couldn't find the back of the net. And Bayern Munich eventually won the game 3-1 without needing to go to extra time or penalties or anything. So, observations on the game, I would say my main observation is that you could really see some of the Nagelsmann ball coming through today. The first thing that you should notice is how Nagelsmann really set up the team to nullify Erling Haaland and how Erling Haaland was the focus of the defense from minute 1 to minute 90. You had Tad Mbakano and Nicolas Sula staying very narrow and very close to Haaland so that he could not really burst through the center like he did against Frankfurt in multiple goals. Instead of bursting through the center, what happened was by switching around Upamecano and Sula. Normally Sula would play on the left and Upamecano on the right. Instead today we saw Upamecano on the left and Sula on the right. And what happened was Sula was often able to push Haaland from his preferred position in the middle out wide to the left, to Bayern's left, where suddenly Haaland was in a 1v1 situation with a defender, but that defender wasn't one of the centre-backs, but instead a really, really fast Alfonso Davies who could match Haaland in speed. And even if Haaland was able to, you know, win the physical battle with Sula, it gave enough time for someone like Davies to track back and suddenly make life much harder for him. That's one of the things that you need to do against Haaland. You need to make life as hard for him as possible. And it's clear that the coach devised a very clever plan and a very effective plan to nullify Haaland with the things that he had at his disposal. Because Alfonso Davies is a very, very, um, how should I say it, a very unique talent. His pace is something of a weapon, but you need to know how to use it. And I think Nagelsmann showed that he is capable of creatively using his players today because this solution that he found for Haaland is the kind of thing that he really want. It used all the assets of his central defenders perfectly. The physicality and the pace of Nicolas Sula, the positioning of Diatu Mbakano, and the pace of Alfonso Davies were all on show as Haaland was constantly forced to get into either physical duels or pace duels versus the wrong players. He, If Upamecano has to go up against Haaland, he's always in the body body-to-body positions and he's always usually winning the ball from there at least putting Haaland off enough for Bayern's defense to recover. If Haaland is going for the header it's Sul going up with him and that's something that Haaland is not winning. Sul was constantly winning aerial duels against Haaland and that's a huge advantage because Haaland he's their target man he's their point man he can knock it down and allow Royce and everyone else to shift forward and push up in defense and that would just put pressure on Bayern. And in by uh, taking that option away from Dortmund, Nagelsmann nullified much of their attacking threat. Then you had uh, the tactic of, say, shifting out to Davies. So that would nullify Haaland's pace. So using three players like this to nullify one exceptional player like Haaland is the kind of creative thinking I expect from a Bayern manager worth his salt. He should be doing things like this, and I look forward to more creative solutions like this in the future. The next thing I want to talk about is not that positive, but it is worth talking about nonetheless, and it's the fact that Bayern's wingers continue to look like they're not good enough for the club. Serge Gnabry and Kingsley Coman, they've won a treble with this club, 
and they played key roles in that travel as well. Kingsley Coman scoring the goal in the Champions League final. And Gnabry had an amazing season in the Champions League that year. But these guys, they don't play like treble winning wingers. They play like 18-year-olds on their debut. They do so much of the hard stuff, right? They dribble plus players. They get the ball in the right places. They defend. They press. They do all these things. But they just can't get that final ball right. And I don't understand how we're supposed to fix that. Julian Nagelsmann... He's a coach, okay? He can't exactly robot remote control these guys on the pitch like Pep Guardiola seems to do at times. He can't get in their minds when they're shooting and make sure that they hit the target. It's just not possible. Everything that we've seen from these guys, every year that passes by, you can just see that they're not getting any better in terms of their final ball. The final shot, the final decision to whether shoot or pass is just wrong way too many times. And that's a problem for a buying team that relies so much on the wings to get things done. We rely on the wings for a ball progression, for defense, for attack, for everything. And if the wingers are not good enough, that's holding back the rest of the squad. I think that it's time for Nagelsmann to give Alfonso Davies and Jamal Musiala a better chance on the left-hand side. Leroy Sané being dropped today was not something I was a fan of, even though... He wasn't that good against Gladbach. He should have started today ahead of Gnabry in my opinion. But he wasn't that good against Dortmund anyway. So maybe Nagelsmann was not mistaken by keeping him out of the game. Even so, um, the fact that our wingers were this impotent against a makeshift Dortmund backline is not a good thing for... I mean, it does not bode well for our future at the moment. Because you want to see much more productivity from the wings all the goals are coming from Lewandowski at the moment which is something that um is sustainable because simply because Lewandowski is the monster that he is but otherwise you are just depending on that one player and none of the help is coming from who should be your tertiary scorers that Serge Gnabry, Kingsley Coman, Leroy Sané and that's a huge problem for this club and Nagelsmann needs to solve it somehow or the other it's not that you're not getting chances on the wings it's just that they're not converting anything another thing that we should probably talk about is the use of thomas muller and this is going to be controversial but i think thomas muller is being misused by julian nagelsman so far it's a bit like how pep guardiola was using him in the beginning of his tenure you could see that nagelsman appreciates muller's qualities but he's not doesn't quite get what he should be doing with muller because you often see muller drift out wide and try to set up one of either Lewandowski or Gnabry who has gone inside instead. And I don't see why that should be the case. I don't see why Muller should be the one drifting out wide to be um, the guy sending in the cross or sending in the ball for the other person to convert. He's a great goal scorer himself and he loves working in the right half space, but he does not want to be working as a winger. And that's something that Nagelsmann is kind of missing the point about, that he shouldn't be sending Muller this far away from the goal and getting him into scoring positions more often where he can really affect the game more. I would like to draw people's attention to the first goal that Lewandowski scored where Gnabry sent in the cross. When Gnabry sending in the cross, Lewandowski has to go in and get the header on it, but he's not alone. Thomas Muller is right there with him and Muller makes the run first. That draws defenders to him and that gives Lewandowski the space and the time to really head that ball in. And that's one of the things that you need from Muller. That's not going to go down as assist in anyone's book. But it's the kind of goal that you need from, you know, your 
players if you want to go far in the Champions League. And that's the kind of goal that's created by pure intelligent play. And Thomas Muller provides that in spades. He can't do that unless he's in the middle with Lewandowski. And I think Nagelsmann needs to be more concerned about getting Muller in the right spaces and using him at the right manner of, you know, uh, how he should be used. Maybe he should call up Hansi Flick and ask for some pointers or ask for some more pointers if I have to be accurate. Um, other than that, I would say that there's not much else to talk about simply because this was quite an early game in the season and Dortmund were missing quite a few of their key players. I would like to um, talk about Joseph Stanisic, who seemed to be, again, a good performance, but not a great one. I have difficulty rating Stanisic because it doesn't seem like he does anything exceptionally well, but he seems solid all throughout. And he seems better when he's playing with the senior team than whenever he played with any of the junior teams. I never saw him as an exceptional talent in the junior teams either. And now he's up here playing senior team football while guys like Torben Ryan and Armindo Sieb and all the others who were really highly rated, they are not playing here at the moment. So it's kind of weird that Stanisic is like, you know, as performing as well as he does because it doesn't seem like he has any specific thing that he stands out in. But I'm happy for the guy. I'm really happy that he's, you know, that uh, young Bayern campus talent is making it through. And I really hope that he keeps his spot and keeps going to new and new heights because Bayern really needs a new right back. Benjamin Pavard is simply not good enough, in my opinion. And I hope that Stanisic is the guy because then we can focus our funds elsewhere. We can buy someone else, maybe Marcel Zabitzer or something. Okay, so that's all I have to say today. It's a short podcast today simply because it's 2.30 a.m. And I really need to go to bed. I have um, class in the morning at 8 o'clock. And my professors will be really upset if I fall asleep. So thank you for listening. As always, be sure to leave your feedback. Be sure to like and share or subscribe or whatever. I don't know. Um, Remember to check us out at Bavarian Football Works. We have coverage of the game all the time. We have our match observations, our match awards, match reactions, everything. Make a comment on our blog. We always love to hear from you and leave some feedback. I'll be trying some new editing stuff in this podcast. So leave some feedback on how it sounds, what you want to hear, what mistakes I made, if you have any audio technical knowledge. So anyway, thanks for listening and good night.